1: In a Mississippi Minute right. Welcome to the Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar reminding us all there are certainly many fantastic, on, wonderful things to do culturally, historically, and flat-out fun right here in Mississippi. Just go to visitmississippi.org to find out more. All right, today on In a Mississippi Minute, I'm extremely excited to have someone I've looked up to for many, many years and absolutely still do. Besides being a great athlete growing up, when I was a kid watching from afar and the of bleachers. He came from one of the most wonderful families our Delta has ever known, the Sherman family. My guest would go on to become a really respected basketball coach statewide, regionally, around the nation, which, as you know, thrills the heck out of me. Hoops, 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 baby. His sister lives two doors down from me, and that doesn't mean they're laughing and singing and having a party, in the words of our pal Dolly, but it sure is good when his brother-in-law, Frank, brings over the smoked deer sausage. Oh, man. He led Oxford High to a state title back in the day, then headed to Mississippi State to coach with Richard Williams. A lot happened before and after, so let's get to know this fiery competitor who's finally hung the whistle up, which breaks my heart, and is enjoying the grandbabies, which doesn't break my heart. My pal in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, Coach John Sherman.
2: Thank you so much for that intro with uh, especially the part about my family and uh of course you're no stranger to to great families and we both grew up same style of household so we you know we, we got a lot in common there but yeah your your family was was great as as well
1: well it it, it was one big happy family. I imagine when our folks came over in the late eighteen hundreds when they came over they probably uh, uh they probably were drawn to each other also Just going to your aunt Sarah's, you know, Paul. Paul, your cousin was obviously I grew up with him and stay in touch with him and love him, love him like a brother. But we used to, you know, there was other reasons besides going over his house because Aunt Sarah was cooking Italian (laughs) and it was it was really good.
2: (laughs) that's right. Yeah, you had the best
1: of both worlds. I mean, you could go from one ethnic food to another and it just be off the chains, right? I tell
2: people that all the time. I, I think so, too. And, um, you know, my mother was full-blooded Italian, and Morganti from uh, Clarksdale. And, <laughs> but she could cook Lebanese food right up there with, with the best of them because, yeah. you know, she kind of had to. I mean,
0: yeah. you know, if
2: you're going to stay married to a Lebanese man, you better, better <laughs> know how to please him. So, uh, you know, on the Sunday table, it was uh, kibbe, spaghetti, fried chicken, and salad.
1: I was about to ask you about fried chicken because my grandmother, we never, we always had chicken and dumplings and fried chicken and these biscuits and all with the meal, right? With all of the other stuff. So it was. Right. Had to have that
2: American staple fried chicken in there with that, you know, ethnic food.
1: You know, our my grandmother grandpa how southern they talked yeah, looking back and my, my parents especially i see you know they there's no r's there's baby doll Ah, drink gate aid tonight you know what i mean it's like and my dad especially but they're very southern sounding so it was uh obviously that it eventually wore off on us i ended up learning to speak faster because i hung around like a lot of the blues musicians growing up and and obviously i'm I'm a little bit more hyped up than most people in my family, like you are. And so I want to go back to the past real quick. I want to go back to growing okay. up. I love the wonder years. I, obviously, as a little kid, I was—I can't remember how young I was, but obviously got to watch you perform. You were one of the better athletes. Our schools at St. Joe, which is now on the longest win streak in the state of Mississippi in football, has wow. uh, the longest. It's been since last year. They're really rolling. Uh, one kid's at Oregon, one kid's at Mississippi State. My Coach Mike Leach is already talking about Dylan Johnson, you know, and uh, and these kids were special. But with that said, you grew up in an era, and you were one of the, the shining stars, I mean, you know, still to this day. So just your family in general, where'd you, where you came in line, and just sort of how it led you to Hoops. Well, I, you know, I just,
2: uh, I remember my, my daddy taking me to the Greenway Park, um, you know, there at the end of Cedar Street yeah. and, uh, where we grew up. And, uh, I, I grew up on Cedar Street with around the Cygnus and who owned does, and, you know, uh, Sonny Glasgow and Bill Evans and Tommy McCree. And, and, and so. We had a neighborhood army there and, and we, you know, that's kind of what we did. We played army a lot, but, uh, um, <laughs> uh, I, I, there was, I could throw a rock and hit St. Joseph's school and I could throw another rock and hit Greenville High School. And, and in the middle and in between those two schools was the, the city pool. And then behind it was, uh, the community center, Buster Brown Community Center and, and, and baseball field. So, you know, I was just surrounded by, Education and 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 activities and uh, and baseball fields and parks and and so that's just kind of what we did and um, my daddy took me to my brother's practice I think uh, it, it, or maybe just took me to the to the b- baseball field when I was six and it was an eight to ten year old Brock Bocata an Italian man
0: yeah. uh, was
2: the coach uh, of Greenlee and Greenlee's was a a men's clothing store back back then, and, and uh, but that's who uh, all the little Italian and Lebanese guys played for. You know, that's Brock McRae would kind of put him on his team, and so my daddy took me to be the bat boy. <laughs> and Brock McRae said, "I don't need a bat boy. I need a second base." So <laughs> <laughs> he played, he played, I was two years younger than than the age you know start the beginning age. He put a glove. He gave me a glove and put me on a second base, and it just it it never stopped. You know, so I actually played in that league for four years. Wow! And, um so you know, we we just back then, you know, you hear people talk about it, but I mean, we get on our bikes, our Stingray bicycles, and and uh, take the take the bat to the handlebar and and slip the glove on the handlebar and wedge the baseball in between the the bicycle right. frame there and. That's how we rode around, and if a baseball game broke out, we were ready, you know. I mean, it didn't always do it, but, I mean, we were just always ready to, to hitch and catch and throw, and um, we'd get on our bikes at, you know, 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, and, and no phones, and Mom would say, you know, be back by dark.
0: Right, and then yeah.
2: Then we'd drive down to the levee and waterfront in a part of town that, you know, that uh, that was we weren't very familiar with, and and everything was just okay and cool and, yeah. and uh, no no problems. You know, it was just just really no problems. The only problem you had was maybe a flat tire. Yeah, and, and uh, but I loved sports from from the time that that I could you know pick up a ball and and it was just it ended up being you know my life and and I loved it. and I played it. I played, it. I played by myself. If, if I didn't have anybody to play with, which was very rare, then I, I would I had ways of, of of playing ball you know by myself you know and I could pitch and catch and field and ground and and throw a rubber rubber coated ball up against the brick barbecue pit and it skipped back to me <laughs> on concrete patio and I field it and throw it and make it come out and I'd act like a first baseman you know so um <laughs> you know that, that's just kind of the way we grew up so we had a great childhood and sports and. I remember the Crawfords, you know Nick Crawford, yeah, and, uh, and of course it was Jim, his brother, and Johnny. And I think Jim's passed now. And God rest his soul. Johnny uh, Crawford, and they had a lot on the side of their house on Greenway Street and on Fairview Street, where I grew up. And right, and yeah, and, and we would would have a baseball game with uh, a fast pitch game. We uh, with a catcher. Because somebody had gotten a catcher's equipment, the chest protectors, shin guards, face mask and, and so we had a real live catcher back there, not just the backstop. We had a catcher. And, and uh, you know, that just thought that was you know, pretty neat. You know, yeah. that's back in, back in the early 60s, you know. And, and uh, I'll ramble for two hours if you don't stop no no i love but, it
1: no because this sort of defines where you're heading so i mean this is part yeah. of the journey so that, that you're on and it's basically mayberry i mean like okay it's our version of Mayberry, our delta version of mayberry where there were no cell phones and i'm not complaining about it. i need my cell phone but but there was there was nothing to get in the way of create being creative and and getting better at you know you you can play alone like you said. I mean I remember when I got my first pitch and catch that thing that you know the with the net that was that would spring the ball back and uh yeah, and yeah. you know and for me I caught my whole eye. I didn't play any other position but catcher cuz I always felt like, well, I've got all the gear on and until somebody ran over me, I always felt like it was the safest place to be on the field. And and I didn't have the eye at second base. I didn't I I used to look at and wonder at folks like you and I'd go how did you get that one? How are you even in front of it? I'll get in front of it because I'm protected, you know? So I was using it as a crutch. I'm with Coach John Sherman. We're just getting started. Go to visitmississippi.org to find out everything cool you can do right here. So many amazing things, especially now more than ever, just to get caught up on the beauty in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful Studios. I'm Steve A's. I'll be right back. Because I'm the cool.
0: In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: With Coach John Sherman in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio, we're just getting started. Somebody I admired forever and still do. Like I said, that doesn't go away. His family, just incredible. Incredible, wonderful family from our Delta uh, who definitely made an impact on my life and my family's life as well, and so many others. Go to visit mississippi.org to do something very like incredible this weekend and and discover our culture and and have some fun doing it with your family. Stay safe. Uh, Coach Sherman, all right, you, you go from high school, you're a quarterback, you're doing everything, right? You're the guy. So those two years you had reminds me, I have a good friend. Uh, coach Doug Wiker, who played for Vanderbilt back in the day. I mean, coach, I call him Coach Doug. He's Dr. Doug Weickert. He's a hand specialist at Vanderbilt. He calls me and I'm coaching Adrian's basketball team, you know. And he calls me, well, look, my son is about two and a half years younger, but he's really good, right? And I'm going, oh, God. And I almost said no, but I said yes. And he didn't tell me who he was. He played, I think, against Kyle Macy and all those guys back in the day. And he grew up with Larry Bird. His brother and Larry played on the same team at French Lick High. And he and they have a restaurant together now. And he broke Larry's scoring records at French Lick. And I almost said no. So I'm thinking two and a half years younger. We want to win a title. Well, this kid was fantastic. And not only having those extra two years like you did to to play up and have those four years you talked about. And always playing up with older kids. This kid's already walked on to Vanderbilt. He was playing a bunch last year. So I'm excited to see that, that that it just made a difference. But it's almost like just sort of those extra years and, like I said, playing with older kids and brothers and all that, it just takes you to another level and gets you prepared quicker. You're doing that. When you go to high school, take me sort of in why basketball coaching versus – I I just want to understand – you in high school, where it turned into hoops, and was that your favorite sport?
2: Well, I, I'm glad you went back to that because I didn't, I didn't touch on that. I kind of got rambling on the baseball end. My daddy put me up a a, base, a a basketball goal at the, you know, at the on our garage. When daddy did something, he kind of did it all the way, and, and I mean, it was a it was a vertical rectangle made out of two by sixes backboard. I mean, it was big and. 30 and braced on the, you know, the braces went onto the roof, and, and, and it was at the end of the driveway, and that's where we played. I mean, that's where the basketball game was in our neighborhood. It was in my driveway. And, and uh, you know, of course, it wasn't that wide, but that's just where we played. I, had a, uh, I have an older brother, uh, Charles, that was seven years older than I, and, of course, Charles Cigna was across the street and, yeah. and uh, that owns Doe's, and, and, uh, and Doe Cigna was two years older. than than i was and and uh so you know we just played there and so i can't say what it was i i I just i I just remember you know that's something that like i alluded to before i could do that by myself and and so i'm kind of jumping ahead you know back in the delta you know there, there was never any specialized basketball coaches you know or or very few and far between so if you got coached in basketball it was generally by an assistant football coach.
1: That's exactly that, right. <laughs>
2: exactly. You know, that, that they just kinda said, Okay, yeah. you're gonna coach basketball.
1: You have to coach
2: day. basketball. Oh, God. You have to do Oh that. man you know, and so when I when I got older and and I graduated from college and I decided that's what I wanted to do, or when I was trying to think of what I wanted to do, I thought I just I wanna give I wanna give some kids an opportunity, you know, to be to be really coached. You know, and and like I said, I'm, that's not a knock on any of my former coaches or anything. Um, you know, because I love them all, and, and uh, but I just wanted to, I just wanted to be a really good basketball coach, and, and, um, and of course that's another story in there too that that uh, we'll have to get to later on. But so that that that's my basketball upbringing and, and and uh we competed you know and against some of the best in the uh, in the area uh, especially my junior and senior year you know um because that's when that's when the school desegregation uh you know started and and so uh i was playing against bigger faster taller stronger mm-hmm. jumped higher uh you know well, dunking right. and and so right. i played in that that that, uh, that brim in that era, and uh,
1: it was fun. Oh, I mean, it c- couldn't have gotten any more fun. We're talking to Coach John Sherman. You know, you, you bring up the basketball where everybody played. So when we moved to Fairview in the house after my grandfather passed, we decided to move in the house my dad grew up in, right? So we I go remember. there, and so – the I think it was if I can remember clearly and my mom and dad can clarify it was going to be a pool or a basketball court and I think I drew the, the 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 whatever the straw I needed to draw and I was the only one that wanted a hoop court and everybody else wanted a pool but we built the hoop court baby and that's where we lived <laughs> I mean three in the morning I mean we drove all the neighbors crazy the lights on it Uh it just it was like what we did it was just so much fun man there was nothing better. And uh, so I get that, you know, being the house that we went to. Um, all right, so coach, just I, I want to ask you this. So, and I want to get to your to your your Oxford High State Championship happens before you go work with with Dr. Richard Williams. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you get out of high school and you go you go directly to coaching. What do you major in in college? And or did you go to Moorhead to play or state to play? What happens real quick athletically there? And then when do you? Or, or do you specialize in college to be a coach?
2: Nobody wanted me. Out <laughs> of high school. I was five eleven, you know, but but uh, I, I didn't want to I didn't want to stop playing. I, I didn't want to stop playing, so I go to Mississippi State in nineteen seventy three when I graduate. I think I'm seventeen when I get there. I go to the basketball office, I tell them, I'll try out Hermit Davis Senior was the coach. Wow there. yeah yeah. He's who's you know obviously the father of uh, Ole old yeah. Mrs. Head coach now Kermit Davis Jr. and and uh, he had assistants uh, Mike Mike Bill and Steve Newton and so they told me you know okay well kid here's what you, here's what you need to do we I very proudly say that participated every day in the off season workout program and which was running and lifting you know not much weightlifting back then but but whatever weightlifting there was mm-hmm. uh, but running and Sliding and and playing and 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 just stuff that nobody really wanted to do. State had signed four players. Uh, I tell you, one name, but I won't get into that. And, and one of them was Don Coben from over in Indianola. played Indianola Gentry.
1: Yeah, and, great um, program.
2: So anyway, I practiced. I think when real practice came around, I practiced a couple of weeks and or, or maybe up three weeks and finally Kermit called me another walk ons in and, and uh, he said, Hey you know, he, and he told me just by myself, he kept me by myself a little later. and He said, "I know you worked really hard, and you, you know, you've you've done a good job." He said, "But you know, we're 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 not going to have a freshman team this year or a JB. I'm going to move these four guys up to the varsity, and first time they play varsity, I'm going to move them up, and, and we're not going to have a JB team here." And, and yeah. you know, he was just being nice. He <laughs> said, "You know, but it's time. You know, it's there's not a spot for you on the team." And so, you know, I, I was okay with that. I mean, I I, I could. I could play. Um, I will have to say this, you know, since since this is all about me, since this is all about me. <laughs> all about me uh, I, we were playing pickup games one day in the one, you know, one of the recreational gyms, and it was all the guys, and and, um, and so there was a there was an old old tough Marine on the team back then. He was about six five. He was I think somewhere in Ohio, bow legged. Terry Cousins, <laughs> and mean as a yard dog. He's been in service with his ex-marine, and and uh, and, and, and just old grunt, you know.
0: from yeah. You know
2: Ohio, and you know had that, you know that northern accent. They're not worried about me. They're you not know? worried about me. They're not even thinking they got to guard me. You know, well all of a sudden I pop off about eight points in a row, <laughs> and and uh, make about four shots in a row, and and uh, finally Terry Cousins said. Somebody stop that damn kid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so that was the highlight of my coaching. Um, so, um, uh, you know, that was the highlight games. of my college. I know, of better. My I know college. there were plenty of highlights. We're with Coach John you know, Sherman. that was the
2: highlight of my college, my college career. <laughs> you know, somebody stopped that.
0: Stop that, that day, John day Sherman. Day. Yeah, that
1: dang. All right, we're with Coach John Sherman to keep Mississippi beautiful studio. Go to visit mississippi.org, folks. Please trust me. That's so many cool things. Come see me in Greenville. I've got a, a country trail marker sign that one of the, most, the biggest highlights of my life, for sure, in front of Jim's Cafe. Go in there and tell him I said hello. Uh, John, you get, to play, you get to play DJ. We are the birthplace of American music, as you know. Our history is rich and deep more than any. Would you like to hear Conway Twitty or Charlie Pride into the break? Woo! That's what I'm saying.
2: That's a hard choice. Yeah, that's what I do. I'll take I'll take a little Charlie Pride. You got it. You got it.
1: I'm Steve Azar in a Mississippi Minute with Coach John Sherman. I
2: can see I've been way too long. Roll on Mississippi. Mississippi, hold on,
1: hold Mississippi. On. I'm still
0: trying to find
1: my way. Hey folks, Steve Azar here. My friends at Guarantee Bank are setting the standard in banking. Guarantee Bank is committed to excellence in financial services and their delivery to strengthen the communities they serve and help improve the quality of life for those all-important areas. So make your reservation today. Their doors are open. Just schedule your appointment and reserve your spot prior to visiting them at GBTonline.com. The entire team of Guarantee Bank are committed to serving you and keeping you and their staff safe during these unprecedented times. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC.
0: In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: I'm with Coach John Sherman. He knows how to keep Mississippi beautiful, and that's the studio we are in. Go to visit Mississippi.org. So many awesome things to do right here in your backyard. that I promise, maybe you, haven't, you just didn't realize it, but it's there. Uh, I am with Coach John Sherman. Like I said, Coach, all right, you get through Mississippi State, you start coaching. And a Mississippi Minute, unfortunately, as you know, it goes by slowly, but in a conversation like we do, it, it, we need like a Mississippi Month, especially – folks like me and you that like to go a little bit okay so let's get to you know first of all what you look back at the your your 4a or 5a's 4a state basketball title for oxford and that sort of puts you on the map am i right and second of all you know you think you need more than just talent to win a championship you need you need all everything to be Firing on all cylinders. Your coaching's got to be great. You get into some tough situations and, and tight games. Everything has to come together to make it happen. So take me on that that championship team of yours uh, and then take me how you end up at Mississippi State.
2: Okay. I, I want to first start at Riverside. Can I do that? Well, sure. Because this defines, and, th- and then I'll lead into the championship and I'll try to talk quick and be quick. My first two, I started out my co- uh, coaching career at Riverside High School and then happened. And I mean, just really had no players. You know, just my best player was five three, Lou Willie Brown, and and there's only so much a five three player can can do to you know to win a ball game. But anyway, I coached for, there for two years and win win one game, and that that one win was that the was in the district tournament after after I, my first season. So we won the first game of the district tournament after my first year. Second year didn't win a game. So for some reason, St. Joe wants me to come coach basketball <laughs> he at Mama um, mater so. <laughs> so I leave there, and, and I leave Riverside, and I go to St. Joe, and come right after you get through playing. I think I, I, maybe. Oh yeah, we, we
1: missed yet. it. We missed it, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 We had Coach Harris. Done. Coach Harris is great, but we, but obviously, you know, uh, you would have been well, a lot of fun. Yeah, you know. he
2: have I, I thought Preston was, was a really fun, you know. Oh, I love
1: coach. him. He's, He's still close to all of us.
2: Football and basketball. Yeah. knew what he was doing. Yeah, and, yeah uh, a great, great man. anyway, I took, over, I took over that team, and, and um, I'd like to think that our third year at Riverside, I, the kids were going to be ready to compete, you know, a little bit better after t- being there two years and, and had another kid moving up from junior high that turned out to be a really good athlete there named Walter White. But anyway, so the, the first first game we played or, or you know about three three games in the season we played Riverside and so I told the, the team which was you know Jay Reston and and yeah. uh Al Favor, you guys you played with and, and uh you know Ron Hudson, Cedric McCray um
1: Cedric man and, and so was Vic Abide there anyway, in that group I, huh was Vic there at that group with Vic Abide with then
2: Yes. Well, Vic, you know, was, uh, uh, I think a grade behind them, you know. Okay. So, yeah. And Vic was on that, that team. And, and, uh, he may, maybe a sophomore at that time. But I told him, I said, hey, they're not coming, you know, they came to, to, to St. Joe to play. Riverside did, my whole team. And, and, and I'm, I want to think that they weren't real happy with me leaving them, you know, and I left right toward the end of the summer. But it was a chance to get back to my alma modern. So I took it and, and, um, I said they're not coming over here to play y'all. They're coming over here to play me, <laughs> and so and that they did, and they beat us. Riverside, Riverside beat us. Steve. Steve, <laughs> I Mississippi, Mississippi, Mississippi. I'm telling you, the worst moment of my life. I
1: feel like you're about to make me go run laps real quick, just like I'm to blame. The, yeah.
2: <laughs> the first, the the worst moment yeah. of my life up to that point. You know. Considering you know no no tragedies in my family or anything like that, the worst moment of my life. Because here's the deal, you know. Bear Bryant said, "I can take one and whip mine, and I can take mine and whip one Yeah. Well, my deal was after that game that I can take I can take mine and lose one and I can take yours and lose <laughs> mine. <laughs> it it was it was terrible, and yeah. so of course I played the. Feeling sorry for myself, Card, and I and, and didn't think I could coach and, and, and really took a you know, I mean, I was whining. And, it's a
1: defining and, moment right people. now, right? The defining
2: it, moment? It was, it was terrible. I said, you know, this is obviously what I want to do with my life, but I, I'm no good at it. You know, obviously, obviously I'm not very good at it. <laughs> and, and so at that point, you said that defining moment, I said, okay, big boy, you know, or, or big baby. You know, quit your crying, quit your whining, and I said from that moment on, I said I'm going to be a winning basketball coach. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Now, this this is a true story. I'm not adding to the story or, or trying to. You know, mm-hmm. It's just a true story. I said I am. I'm going to be a winning basketball coach from this night on. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And so I said it can't be that hard. I mean, we're not talking about you know neurosurgeon here. We're talking about winning the basketball game. So figure it out. Just figure it out. And so I studied and went to camps and, and went and watched college practices and, and read books and did this did this. Three years later, or two years later, uh, or maybe a year later, I get hired at, at Oxford High School. Mm-hmm. And so I go to Oxford High School, and in our second year, we won the 4A state championship. And so when I tell you I went from the bottom to the top. That's exactly what I did. Right. Anyway, ended up at Myrtle Hospital.
1: Now, where where is Myrtle? Uh,
2: Myrtle is is in Union County, which ah. is in the, the a hotbed of, of hill country basketball. Oh yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know, the Hickory Flats, the, yeah, the the, the Ingemars, the Wheeler Hitchin, Thrasher, the, or come on, Wheeler Thrasher. Oh Baldwin, my
1: gosh, incredible. You
2: know, and, <laughs> And so that was one reason why I really took an Oxford job because I knew it wasn't right in that hot bed, but I knew it was right on the outside of it. And and so, you know, we used to talk about that all the time, St. Joe, about you know the, the, that Hill Country basketball and 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 how special it was. And so, um, Myrtle is, is one of those schools in Union County. There's four Union County schools: East Union, West Union, Myrtle, and Ingham. And, and um, I mean, if you win, the, there, there's some people there that say that the Union County tournament, basketball tournament every year, is more important than the state, state championship. championship. Right. <laughs> right. And uh, so anyway, I go to Myrtle, and I'm now coaching girls and boys. And they they had a great boys history, but they never had a really – the, the same coach coached Elvis Thomas coached the boys and the girls, girls softball and baseball. He coached everything. One coach coached every sport there, <laughs> and he never gave the girls any any time. And he told me that he said they're, they're starving for for somebody to come in here and coach them. So you um,
0: that? Wow.
2: My sister Nancy, talking about living two doors down from, from Nancy and Frank, when the first game um, that my that they came to watch my, my Myrtle girls team. Now, I coached the girls in the bowl, But the first time they went to the game and they watched the girls play, Frank told me that when they got in the car to drive back to Greenville, Nancy started crying. <laughs> we, she was we so bad. loving you. <laughs> we, we were so bad.
0: Yeah. I mean, we yeah. were
2: so bad that my sister got the car and started
1: calling. Yeah, bless her. I love her. <laughs> and
2: and, and one, because she knew that I just come from coaching this Yeah, 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 yeah. To Myrtle, Mississippi, where oh, yeah. even you don't even know, where even you don't know where.
0: Well, where that's it's me
1: going from, going from playing Madison Square Garden to playing like uh, – you know Walnut Street Blues Bar. <laughs> you know what I mean. Right. And, I, and I love Walnut Street Blues Bar. That's like right. you love Coach. And my friends are there. And I grew up playing there. But I guess if you flipped it, <laughs> it'd be the case. But that's just the way it is. So, I, so my my sister would be crying as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, here's a great line that that a fellow coach told me when I after I got to Myrtle. And and, and, and this is this is the philosophy that I took when I got to Myrtle. He said, Sherman, you got to make the big time where you are.
0: I love and that.
2: I,
1: I love that. Isn't it, it? Isn't that something? That says I it mean, all. That says it all that, for that people. Be, in, that,
2: people in, go that, ahead. I'm in sorry. The, that I'm sorry. That's in the top five best lines of advice anybody ever. That's ever great. Played, you know, yeah. Said, "Chairman, make make the big time where you are." So that's what I did at Myrtle, and, and uh, of course, I'm skipping up, but I end up coaching a Pro. You know, and I end up coaching the Pro at, at Myrtle uh, in Durham So that's awesome. There you go.
1: I'm Steve Azar in Mississippi Minute with Coach John and Hey folks, Steve Azar here. My friends at Guaranty Bank are setting the standard in banking. Guarantee Bank is committed to excellence in financial services and their delivery to strengthen the communities they serve and help improve the quality of life for those all-important areas. So make your reservation today. Their doors are open. Just schedule your appointment and reserve your spot prior to visiting them at GBTonline.com. The entire team of Guarantee Bank are committed to serving you and keeping you and their staff safe during these unprecedented times. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC
0: The news doesn't sleep, and neither do we. Fox News Radio, late breaking, up to the minute, from around the world, around the clock, here on Super Talk Mississippi. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar You're in
1: the Mississippi Minute with Coach John Sherman, Go to visit Trust me, some great things to do right here in our glorious state here in Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. You know, watching these kids just work hard, I know as a coach you just got to go, you just got to go when you see somebody just bust their butts. You know what I mean? And, and they pay attention and they get better and they can take c- constructive criticism that's there to help them. Right? And they take care of their grades. Because how many times have you seen athletes that were so deserving of playing D1, but they didn't have the grades to get there?
2: Oh, you you, could fill up a battleship with them. Yeah. But but here's the thing about constructive criticism. If you find one now that can take constructive criticism, he's special. Because these kids today, they they just, they they don't, not not that anybody's ever taken constructive criticism very well, or criticism in general, but these kids today they it's hard for them you know they, they just it's hard for them to, to accept it you know they don't I mean I I've got a snow beer shaved dice and, and I try to you know I got kids in there that I employ and you, you try to teach them something or tell them something or correct them and, and, and they want to they want to go ahead and explain why they why they did what they did before you can even finish telling them what they did you know and and
1: what about like if Bobby Knight was today? So you think about that, right? Well, I mean, how would it work?
2: Well, I think he proved that. You know, that's yeah. kind of why. He, you know,
1: yeah,
2: he, he yeah. kind of had a he kind of had a not a not so great ending there. And, right. And, uh, I think the kids had already started to change back then.
1: Yeah, yeah, they had. I agree. Well, Coach, I can't thank you enough for spending the Mississippi minute. In the Keep Mississippi Beautiful hey,
2: Studio. One thing yeah, I ask. I love it about this about this Mississippi we call home and the Mississippi Minute, and always finding something to do. You know what I was doing yesterday? What were you doing? Crappie fish. Crappie fishing on Grenada Lake.
1: You know what that means? That means you have to bring the crappie to Frank, and y'all have to cook for yeah. me. <laughs> That's
0: i bottom so line.
2: <laughs> I was with a professional crappie fishermen getting ready for a tournament <laughs> that's going to be there this weekend.
1: Oh, really? It, yeah.
2: And, and that, I'm kind of bringing this in about Mississippi Mississippi. You know, Grenada Lake is known all over the country as one of the best, you know, crappie lakes in, in, the, True. in the country. and there, There's a hundred boats entered in this tournament this weekend. in wow. in, the, in the fall tournament. Now, not in the spring, but in the fall. Yeah. And, you know, springtime is you know, big time. The, the,
1: when it's happening, the, the right?
2: crappie a hundred boats, man, and they're coming from all of this. This fisherman that I was with yesterday was—he's a—he's a former player of of, of my nephew. We own—we have a little place out by Grenada Lake, and so we let him stay there, and and uh, he stays there, and so in turn he takes us out with him on his pre-fishing uh, tournament. So um, I caught a—I caught a. I'm just. And I'm throwing this out there, you know. I caught a uh, fifteen and three quarter inch crappie yesterday that weighed almost three pounds. Oh caught several of so oh it goodness. was a lot of fun yesterday. So yeah, Mississippi. Uh, uh, you know, we we call it what the uh, life uh, hidden pleasure. You know, so yeah. Well, there you go. You just advertise
1: visit Mississippi dot org for me right there. That's that's yeah, that's proof go. in the pudding, Coach John Sherman. I love it. Well, there's an it is. We've got great lakes and great fishing, and with everything going on in the world right now, there's I call it the great reset. I think we're all going to have to reset, uh, or 99 percent of us, unless your name is Bounty or uh, Charmin, or either <laughs> you know, or Clorox. I don't know. I mean, otherwise, the rest of us are freaking. You know, we're having to figure it out. But the bottom line is fishing is such a another uh great resource natural resource uh that we have here in our state and there is an example of people you know they're just they just moved the masters um a golf tournament you can move the fishing tournament as well and people are starting to figure out how to how to maneuver and our our natural resources and, and the beauty of our state there's a shining example right there and there and what's better than crappie not many fishes i can tell you right now God, no. That means. This should be unbelievable. All right, my brother. Thank you, Coach. John Sherman, go to mississippi.org Like he just said, you can go fishing anywhere. Right here in the Keep Mississippi Beautiful studio. Coach, you're the best pal. Thanks, Steve. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them, where you can take your sweet time. I'm still trying to find my way. Hey, folks. Steve Azar here. My friends at Guarantee Bank are setting the standard in banking. Guarantee Bank is committed to excellence in financial services and their delivery to strengthen the communities they serve and help improve the quality of life for those all-important areas. So make your reservation today. Their doors are open. Just schedule your appointment and reserve your spot prior to visiting them at GBTonline.com. The entire team of Guarantee Bank are committed to serving you and keeping you and their staff safe during these unprecedented times. Guarantee Bank, member FDIC.
0: Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to Good Things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi. And now on Amazon Alexa devices.
1: Hey, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. You can hear the show Saturday afternoons 1 until 3 right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Gary Klein and Kelly Jordan are our pros from the Bassmaster Elite Series. Mr. Whitetail Larry Wysoon takes care of all of our big game needs. Plus, Tom Dockin and Ronnie Smith will help you build a better bird dog. Not to mention the fact that we just have a whole heck of a lot of fun with a lot of great guests. I hope you'll be a regular. Hey, we'll see you in the camp house this Saturday at 1 on Super Talk Mississippi.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi media production.